Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. So I'm really starting out this podcast by Googling 100 ways to say I love you in Italian. That's not me trying to be like all sly and flirty romantic right now. Genuinely, I I love to try and pretend that I remember Italian much better than I do. I think it's always going to be my dream in life to be bilingual or to know multiple languages. And I think it's one of those things where you have to stop talking about it and just put some action behind your words. And there was a brief period of my life where I was, I'm not going to say fluent, but I was getting there. I was, I was doing okay with Italian. And anytime I interact with um, any Italian subscribers, which first of all is the biggest blessing that I even have people that want to watch or or listen from around the world. Hello, I love you so much. (laughs) Or should I say, (laughs) Tiamo. I was trying to respond to this sweet comment. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw in something like that. Maybe we'll remind them that I once was better at Italian or that I'm trying to work on it, that I'm trying to just better myself. And I was speaking to Virginia in my YouTube comments and I'm Googling this. I'm like a hundred ways to say I love you. I didn't Google a hundred ways. That was the first article that came up. So forgive me there. And I have all this, you know, I have this long list. And the funny thing about language, well, not the funny thing, the interesting thing is that if you look up like how to say I love you and you're not fluent in that language, of course, I might not understand like if I say a certain type of I love you, it could mean like romantic, whereas I mean it as platonic or friendly and so it's one of those funny things where you have to like give your own discretion like I'm, I'm gonna type this out I hope this is correct I hope I'm not putting myself in a sticky predicament right now or I'm just gonna get laughed at and that's totally fine too but you know um I like to try and I I've I've been a Duolingo user for many a year I think I remember this is actually quite a funny story. So the the year of 2017, I fondly recall as one of the best years of my life. And really, it was just because a lot happened that year. And I liked the number 17. I felt like I had a great year as a 17-year-old. I loved 2017. Like it was just a good time for me. So at the start of 2017, I think I was just like in a good place in my life. Like I was flowing through school well. I was on um, our our school spirit board, I guess you could say, like for our sports organizations and whatnot. And I really liked my position. I was just having like a good time. So it was like a good start to the year, which is always hard for me. I never liked January. It always follows the Christmas season. And I'm always just like sad that Christmas is over, honestly. And then I think right around spring break was the first time that Keith and I went to Puerto Vallarta together, which is where all of his family lives. And that was so cool. Like I'd obviously never been there before. I'd only been to Cabo, but Cabo like doesn't truly count, I felt like, or I just had a very Americanized experience rather than like truly going to Puerto Vallarta, which is funny because Puerto Vallarta is also a huge tourist area, but it just so happened to be where his family's from. So I got to meet all of his family. Like that was so amazing. It felt like such a important moment in our relationship. And I'm trying to remember if there was like anything drastic from like March to May, but I kind of decided really quite 
randomly that I wanted to take an online course. I don't remember why I wanted to do this, but something like I got inspired basically somehow to convince my sister to let me live with her in her studio apartment in New York City and also take an online course, which turned into an in-person course at Fordham University, which is also her alma mater. Go Rams. <laughs> so that was absolutely amazing. I'm I'm trying to recall like why I even decided to take the course at Fordham. If I'm going to be honest, I feel like I had some extra credit or some prerequisite I had to get fulfilled at Gonzaga and I didn't know when I was going to do it or maybe I didn't want to do it when I was going to be abroad. So I figured let's just do like two birds, one stone. I'll do it while I'm living in New York. So basically I convinced my sister like, hey, wouldn't it be fun if I came to live with you for the summer? And in retrospect, this was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I think a lot of people my age have the itch to go live in a big city, particularly someplace like LA, New York, Chicago. And I, I, it's not that I don't necessarily like have that deep itch to be like in the center of things like downtown, downtown, but I feel like living in New York, like straight, very center of Manhattan for just that few month period got that itch out of me. And now I no longer feel like I have to go live that Uh, downtown chapter of my life, like being in the center of all the action because I already experienced it. And I realized I loved it, but it also wasn't for me to that full extent. Like I, I loved the excitement of it all, but I didn't like the daily annoyance of just like little things like, I don't know, like not having access to a car, walking Uh, Oh my gosh, we would walk so many blocks to go get groceries and then we would have to carry them all the way back and then all the way up to like her four-story walk up. Like it was, you know, like those sorts of things. It's, it's a lot. And I loved my time with her. And that was another wonderful thing about 2017. But it, it was like the perfect amount of time to go explore, be young, enjoy ourselves. I was also 20, which was the worst time to go spend a summer there. Because, um, well, I was underage. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That isn't whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I I took the class at Fordham, which was kind of awkward at first because I'm a really nervous and shy person when I'm in. Oh my goodness, I'm getting advertisements for the Italian language now on my computer. Just because I type in 100 ways to say I love you doesn't mean I am fluent. Love that for us. Yes, yeah, so I was taking, I want to say it was like a leadership course I literally don't remember. I just remember it was a nighttime class. I would take it like once a week. And I think my professor like didn't even know my name because I was so quiet. Like I was just that quiet person in the back of the classroom. But the rest of the time I was doing this internship at a PR agency that specifically worked with um, like luxury hotel brands or luxury travel brands. 
And that inspired my love for hospitality, which is, you know, very serendipitous. And here we are now recording a podcast quite fittingly. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I had the best time. And this was all summer long. Like my sister and I just bonded so much. We literally shared the same bed. I would walk from her apartment to my job every single day. Uh, I just like lived, you know, like the New York life. I would go out to restaurants by myself. That was the first time I ever went to dinner by myself. I think I've talked about that on a podcast before where I literally like almost or maybe did start crying in the middle of a by Chloe restaurant, which was doing all this research on by Chloe today because I was editing a portion of something that I thought had to do with by Chloe for my video. And I learned that they had to file for bankruptcy in 2020. And that was one of my favorite, favorite restaurants. It's like this all vegan restaurant started by this vegan chef. I think she won a few different shows on the Food Network, I'm pretty sure. And uh, yeah, she she had to rebrand her restaurants so that they wouldn't completely go, um, you know, off the market. But uh, I believe it was rebranded as Beatnik, which is just sad because, you know, it's like this female-owned company found or co-founded by her and it had her name in the title and now, you know, of of course as a result of the pandemic this is what happened but it was really sad going off on a strange tangent here however i i'm talking about new york too much but that was another highlight of my 2017 so we have like so much just like good serotonin in the air and right at the time that i was almost finished with my internship i was only going to be there from like let's say early may to um maybe early september my sister decides to go to law school well, not decides, like she knew, but it just happened to be serendipitous, serendipitous at the same time. And something that I probably haven't shared enough about my family is that they are, and by they, I mean we, we are road trippers to our core. If there is an opportunity for us to go in the car, by all means, we will be doing that. That is the route we will be taking, probably because of the price and the cost, but also because of the adventure. And I will stand by this. I am a wholehearted lover of a good old-fashioned road trip. You've got the music. You've got the conversation. You've got the podcast. The endless hours of open road. It's a beautiful way to see the middle of America, the Midwest, the North, the South, everything. I love it. I'm obsessed. So my sister decides to go to George Washington University, which is located in Washington, D.C., not to be confused with the Washington State, which I currently reside in. And yes, that is something that does bother me because they call it Washington, which I guess makes sense, but it is just frustrating. So my parents are like, perfect. You're going to go across the country from perfect and my decorations just fall to the floor. (laughs) Thank you so much. I was recording a podcast, but it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Award-winning podcast, not interrupted. (laughs) Oh my gosh, please. I'm so kidding. So my parents are like, let's hop in the car. We're going to drive from Southern California across the country to Washington, D.C. And I am with my other sister in New York, studio apartment, sharing one bed, mind you. And I'm so jealous. I'm like, you guys are going on this cross-country road trip without me? The queen of road trips? You're going to go take this huge adventure without me? Up until this point, I had only ever gone usually like back and forth to school because I had so much uh 
things that were in my dorm room. I just had to put put them in the car. I couldn't couldn't possibly fathom putting them in like two suitcases. I had a good friend who was uh, from Michigan that went to Gonzaga, which is in Washington. And she would always just show up with like two or three suitcases. I'm like, you have all of my respect because I could never. And where am I going to put like all my toilet paper and my Costco barrel of pretzels? That can't fit in a suitcase. So uh, my parents are like, all right, well, like this is what we want to do. Like, I'm sorry that you feel left out, but like we got to go. So they take this fun little road trip. I think they go maybe the downward route. So they went through the south. They, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, 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 Texas. And then maybe they went up through Nashville. I'm pretty sure. And my parents are also like very adamant about trying to visit all 50 states. I want to say my dad is in the lead, but he never fully recalls like which ones he has been to, but we're nearly positive he's been to, I'm pretty sure everywhere but Alaska. And he might fight me on this one, but I'm pretty certain he's been to like 49. My mom's not far behind. She's at like 45 or 46. Uh, My other sister is maybe at like 42 or 43, but uh, she loves to like, you know, she's the most competitive of all of us. So she wants to try and beat everybody. I'm maybe around like almost 40, almost 40 states. Like that's, that's really cool. But I was jealous because I wanted to go on this cross country road trip because I would get more states checked off of my list. And here they are, you know, getting to enjoy all of the beauty that is on the road again. And I'm, trying to ponder like how I can infiltrate this adventure. How can I make this all about Taylor marking off some states and enjoying herself in the car? So all of a sudden, like literally out of the blue, my parents are like, well, we're going to need to drive the car back because I think it's really expensive to park a rental car in a different location than where you rented it from. Like it's an option. You could leave it in Washington, D.C., but it's usually I think a lot more money than just renting it for X amount of days and returning it. I'm not certain on that, but I think that's what I was told. So they were going to have to drive back. And I'm like, okay, screw this New York thing. Screw this internship. I'm Audi 5000. I'm getting in the car and I'm driving across the country. And that is literally what I did. Another amazing highlight of the year that is 2017 in all its glory. And I basically like, I would think I was supposed to do my internship for another few weeks. Like they knew it was a summer thing, but I don't think they knew I was going to be leaving that early. And I basically, I was so shy at that internship. Like I would kind of be like working in this weird like corner. And I worked with one other person at the same time as me. And it was just kind of like a awkward environment. I think I just, you know, I was just not sure of myself and I was so unconfident and everybody would bring lunch and we would sit in like this round table in the middle of the office for lunch and like eat together. But like they were all good friends and I was just like one of the awkward interns. So I was so quiet and I just like think back on those moments like what did they think of me? Like I was just so awkward. But you know when I emailed them kindly letting them know I was going to be leaving pretty soon. They were like we loved your your time with us. Maybe they were just being polite but who the heck knows. That's another funny thing about being underage. I was invited to go to the beach with them, which, oh my gosh, thinking back on that now had to have been the most awkward, like painstaking moments. Like I was so nervous for this excursion. I want to say we went on like a Friday or something and they invited me to go 
to, I think it's called Rockway Beach. I could be wrong, but it was going to be my first time going to the Atlantic Ocean. And I was like, this is incredible. I have to be there, even though I'm going with my much older coworkers who probably think I've never muttered a word and I'm just an awkward human being. And I might have to be in a bathing suit next to these people. Like, this could be strange. And we had to take a train out there. I think they arranged for us to take like the subway, then maybe you take the train or maybe you take a really long subway. I kind of forget. And then you arrive at the train station and then like one of the main um, vice presidents, her husband was like, I'll pick you all up and then I'll take you to the beach. I'm like, this is a little strange. This is a small company, by the way. So I guess we could all fit in his SUV. But we arrive in like far Rockaway. I'm riding on the train by myself because I didn't live in the same location as anybody else. And I'm just like sitting in my own little seat by myself, like probably listening to music or something or just being awkward in in general. And I remember like one of them like went to the bathroom and maybe saw me sitting by myself and there was a whole group of them up ahead in like the next car. And they're like, oh my gosh, like you should come join us. And I was like, okay. Even though I think I felt like more comfortable with my own company because again, awkward. So I like moved up all my stuff and I was so just like shy sitting next to these people and they're so kind to me and I'm just like, hee hee, laugh when looked at. <laughs> like I am uncomfortable. Yeah, so we get to this beach and I'd never experienced anything like the East Coast beach experience. And I know it's different probably for every state, like people in North Carolina, like they rave about their beaches and stuff there. Um I know the Outer Banks is kind of in that area as well. But in this part of the Rockaway, I, I, should I be looking this up? I'm pretty sure it's called Rockaway Beach. Oh, and of course, there's also another one in Oregon. No, it, it, I keep wanting to say Far Rockaway because that's the name in um, How I Met Your Mother. But a Rockaway Beach is a neighborhood on the Rockaway Peninsula in the borough of Queens. Perfect. So that sounds about accurate. So when you arrive, there's all these like, you have to describe them as like elevated trailers almost, like these little stalls. They kind of look like storage units, but there's rows and rows and rows of them. And they're on the sand, but they're really far away from the water. And apparently people like rent these out and they have them like all year long and you keep like your beach things there like your beach towels maybe you have a little barbecue your sand buckets I don't know you have all this stuff in your rental and it's like in these little trailers like uh I'm trying to like it sounds like something like a portable like something I sat in in my third grade classroom like we had portables on our elementary campus and one of my bosses had this portable thing and so that's where we spent most of our time and I'm like why aren't we by the water like my mom grew up with us like literally sitting next to the sand where she could tan and we could be running in the water and she could see us playing you know but here we are like all the way in these little stalls and everybody starts drinking and again I'm 20 years old and so two of the VPs that like, kind of pull me over to the side and they're like, Taylor, we have to talk to you about something. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Am I in trouble? Like the girl who doesn't say four words, like what did I do wrong? And they pull me to the side and they're like, I- I'm sorry. We we just have to establish with you that we know that you are underage. So you are not allowed to partake in any alcoholic beverages. Basically gave me like the little 
HR talk, made sure I was like comfortable and whatnot. And I was like, well, freaking duh. Like, obviously, I didn't say this, but in my mind, I'm thinking like, you really think I was going to crack open a beer with my coworkers, fully understanding that I am the one person here who's underage. I I know I'm quiet, but I ain't stupid. <laughs> but I suppose, like, you know, they just had to like cross their T's, dot their I's kind of thing. But I was like, I would never. I would just never. I'm such a goody two-shoes too. So that was funny. Like that was so funny to me. And I kept, that was actually one of the one sentences I think I told them all that day was that I was very excited to be there because I wanted to go in the Atlantic Ocean and it was going to be my first time. So they were all very supportive of me going into the water, even though it was freezing. Okay, Atlantic Oceaners, why is your water so cold? I know the Pacific Ocean can be chilly and um, sometimes you just deal with it, but we still go in the water. None of y'all were swimming. And it was July, maybe August. It was in the summer. So we should have been swimming. I feel like I was the only person, you know, dipping my toes. But um, I don't know why I freaking got off to this rant. You know what's so funny is I started this uh, episode tonight thinking I was going to be talking about something totally different. But the, actually what I'm getting at is very on brand for what I wanted to talk about, which was genuinely that I, I've loved this podcast so much. And I always want you to feel like this is a safe and fun space for you to just enjoy yourself and enjoy your day and feel like you're having a conversation with your best friend. That is my goal at the end of every single recording. And in all honesty, that means that we're going to have a lot less, you know, structured episodes if that is the vibe that we're getting at. So in a way, I was very on brand, but at the same time, still haven't ended my tangent on 2017. So shall we continue? Because I haven't even explained the fact that I basically quit my internship at the drop of a hat to take the train down from DC, no, to DC, from New York, meet up with the fam, say hi to everybody, and then hop in the car to drive across the country. Heck yes. I was also very adamant about making sure on the train ride down from New York that I got out on any platform that might have been in a different state that I had not visited yet, i.e. Delaware. Had not explored the beauty of Delaware as of then, but I got out on the the platform. I walked around a little bit. I claimed my own little stake and I said, hello, Delaware. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Taylor is here. Cross that one off my list. Now, that's kind of a little bit of a cheat. Normally, I'm a little bit better about uh, exploring the, the states that I'm in. But you know what? It's a count. Okay, and if you want to fight me on this, you can fight me on this. But I'd like to see your list of the 50 states that you've been to. Because I'm trying to make my way up and beat the family. So we we get uh, to D.C., we kind of settle in, and then we're off onto the road. And I remember being so mad, too, because the route that we were going to take back to California was going to be different from the route that they took coming. And I hadn't been to – I've barely been to any part of the South. I've been to Florida, mainly for cheer competitions. 
and I think that's it. I might have been somewhere when I was really little. I want to say I went to South Carolina when I was a baby, but I feel like that almost doesn't count because I want to remember, you know? And so I'm like, that's not fair. I could be crossing off 10 more states or something if we were going through the South, but I get it. Let's do a new route. Let's have a new scenery and, and let's do this thing. So we went kind of upwards and then over because my mom wanted to surprise us and take us to her mom, my grandma's hometown in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And it was so cool. It was so cool to see. But I was like, Where, why are we going so far north? Like we're trying to go to California. But we kind of like went up or whatever. And I, I got to cross a few more states off my list. Like I hadn't, I don't think I'd been to Kentucky. And we happened to cross over when we were going through West Virginia. And I don't think I'd been to Nebraska. So I got to cross that off my list. And yeah, that ended up being a really fun road trip. It was just me and the parents. And I think we took like six or seven days or so. My mom and I ended up doing Colorado to Southern California all in one day too. And that was a lot. That was so much driving. But the key is if you are a road tripper or you want to be one, if you only have two people with you or even if you have more, you need to switch drivers every three hours. About every three hours is when you kind of start to feel like, Maybe you get a little bit too comfortable behind the wheel and then you could start to be tired or lazy or something. Uh, Three hours is a good breakup. It's also a great time to just do like a little gas fill up, potty breaks, snacks, everything. My other friend also has a rule. I don't know why I said other friend. My friend, Jordan, she has a rule when she's driving up. Normally she'll do Southern California to Portland that she can't stop unless she has two out of her three requirements met. So if you, I mean, especially if you're trying to like make this in good time or you don't want to be driving in the dark, you have to be conscious about your stops. So hers were um, food, bathroom, and gas. So if she had two of those things knocked off of her list, then she could stop for something. But if, if she was only hungry, then she'd be like, okay, I'll wait till I need gas. And then it makes a little bit more sense. Kind of just, you know, good strategies. We're talking strategy here on the uh, Don't Get It Twisted podcast because you, you need to understand how important road tripping is in my vernacular, like in my everyday of life. So the last monumental part of 2017 is the reason I started this conversation was that in like three weeks time after I would return to Southern California, I would be leaving to go across the globe to none other than Florence, Italy. And I've already talked your ear off about Florence so much. I am that person who studied abroad once. (laughs) I did a whole podcast episode on it. If you're interested, you can go listen to that one. I did have the most wonderful experience and there are probably some things I left out because, you know, I go on my tangents and whatnot, but that's half the fun. But I, I remember my mom and my sister dropped me off at LAX when I was leaving and I, I just like started crying. I think I was just so nervous. It was probably one of the first times I had done a huge flight by myself. I'd flown, excuse me, I'd flown to Seattle by myself or maybe to Spokane or to New York. And I'm like, that's big. But I just felt like I was so nervous to go away for four months, first of all. And also just like, I had no idea what to expect. I spent the whole previous semester of my school, like debating if I was even the kind of person who should study abroad and if so where should I go I was so against going to Florence because it felt like the stereotypical place to go at my university because one it is uh, we do have a university location in Florence so like a lot of other 
uh, neighboring schools or a lot of other Jesuit schools mainly will also go to our campus. It's called Gonzaga in Florence. So if like you go to LMU or something and you want to go to Florence, like it's a good sister program basically. So it, it's kind of like one of those things like at Gonzaga, there's certain like bucket list items that a lot of people like to check off and like going to Gonzaga and Florence is one of them. And I didn't want to just be like another one of those stereotypical stories where it's like I I did the you know stereotypical bucket list things but at the end of the day like there's a reason why things are stereotypical it's because they're amazing and it's wonderful and I was so up in my own like ego that I couldn't let go I was gonna try and pass up Italy because of some stupid bucket list I wanted to act like I was better than so stupid and it ended up being of course one of the best experiences of my life. I feel like even the people that I bonded so well with there, I will always have such a unique bond with like to the end of time. Even if we are the kind of friends that only chat on rare occasions or just send birthday texts and things like that, like they are my people forever and ever. And I will always love them and like do anything for them in a heartbeat. They're just the best. And like you just grow so closely with people that you spend day and night with every single day. Like one of my closest friends slash roommates we literally I think calculated at one time that we were together like 22 hours of every single day and the fact that we were like never cutting each other's heads off is a freaking miracle I'm sure she got annoyed with me but I never got annoyed with her because she's a perfect human being but (laughs) it's a story for a different day but I I was in LAX and like crying my eyes out and I was just so nervous and I mean if that's like a, a sign that I don't know. I always feel like when I'm sad about something or if if something's making me so scared and like I'm I'm jittery or I've got butterflies in my tummy or something, it means that I care about it and it means that it's something that is putting me outside of my comfort zone and you always know when those circumstances happen, like you're going to come out of it on the other side better than you were beforehand. And that's 100% the case with that situation. I mean, it's not like I'm going to be that person who's like I'm a changed human being after going abroad but I really just mean like I came out of my shell like I just told you all I was the girl who barely spoke any words to her coworkers and like these really kind and inviting warm adults that were being so nice to me and I was just like this scared little Californian afraid to open my mouth to these New Yorkers who I thought were maybe just so much cooler than me but in all honesty you know I was just so unconfident and I think Florence or maybe just like getting out of my comfort of my Gonzaga bubble or my hometown bubble helped me see that and that's really what I mean and oh oh also uh, two other amazing parts I was like wait a minute there's got to be one more thing in 2017 that made it amazing two more things Keith involved Keith came to visit me when we were when I was living in New York which was awesome he had never been anywhere east of Idaho before then so that was really cool and we got to like take him all around it was really humid and I don't think he liked the humidity so I think that tainted his experience and it wasn't until we went back like the next year or so for Thanksgiving that he ended up liking it a little bit more because it was cold and it didn't it didn't smell as much (laughs) but uh that was super fun he came and stayed for like a week or two and then oh when I was in Italy he actually came during his Thanksgiving break 
and we went to Paris together. And if you know the Paris story, then you are an OG listener of this podcast. And if you don't know the Paris story, go listen to the episode with Keith on this podcast. I haven't listened to that episode in so long. Actually, I never re-listened to my episodes. So there's a lot of content out there that I'm sure is just mortifying, probably. I had this video idea to rewatch a lot of my old videos and basically critique them and recognize and also like call myself out on things I used to say and do and and see how far I've grown is really like the ultimate goal, you know, but also to be like, hey, I was young and dumb and naive and I've learned from that. And I've probably taken down like 50 videos from my channel because I just am ashamed of like certain rhetoric maybe I would have used or misinformation I thought was just not accurate that I didn't want out on a public platform anymore. So that's kind of interesting. And I've I've always thought about like reviewing those privated videos, but the ones that are still on my channel, I, I wanted I want to do a like rewatch of them. And I had this idea and I'm not kidding you, the next morning I go on YouTube while I'm making my coffee in the morning and I see that my friend and past personal trainer, Justina Ericole, literally did like a, such a similar little concept. And I first of all just loved her video because she had such a similar approach of me that's basically like, hey, I I appreciate like, you know, that I've come this far, but there are also things that I've learned so much from or maybe just different approaches that I could have taken. And I think it shows your growth as a creator that you can have that kind of perspective and and just recognize that like as a human, like you're allowed to make mistakes, but also it's important to reflect on them. And I was like, girl, how did we just have this like telepathy moment? So when that video comes out, uh, I'll let you all know. But yeah, with this podcast, there's got to be a lot of episodes on here that are just cringeworthy. And if you you hear one and you want to let me know that it's, it should just be taken down, like maybe it's just embarrassing beyond belief, send me a DM. Like, let me know. Join the Geneva group chat. Just send me a DM there. So maybe I, I definitely see it. Also, of course, that's always still open if that's something that you're interested in. The link to the Geneva group chat is in my uh, like link tree basically on my Instagram. If you click it, you go all the way to the bottom. It says link to the secret Geneva group chat. Just a fun little place to hang out, um, get some resources and tips from friends and just support one another. And I love that. And I love you all. So like I said, this episode completely took a big fat turn. I sat down basically like ready to pour my heart out and ready to kind of explain why I feel like I've just been I just don't know why I've been feeling this way, but I've been feeling so aloof from you all. I don't want to feel that way at all, but it's 1000% my fault. It's just kind of this, this place that I put myself in sometimes where I'm feeling overwhelmed with something else. And so I have to take a step back from social media. And the silly thing about that is that when you do that, that would be fine in any other circumstance. But when it is also tied to you all and, you know, my work, then it feels like I'm gone and I don't want it to be that way. But like, I feel like even when I was getting stressed about my half marathon, I would just like log off and then I would be like, hi, I haven't posted in seven years. It's me again, which is so dramatic. It's so silly. But I'm starting to do that again right now as I'm like, you know, a few weeks, I'm going to say like three-ish weeks away from my CPT test. And I hate 
that because one, it's so superficial that like that's something I have to complain about. And I'm not complaining here. I'm I'm really trying to emphasize that I feel sad because I miss you all and I love the connections that we have. And I've kind of made a vow to myself to put my Kindle away <laughs> uh, when I'm doing my treadmill time. Normally I sit there on my, my Kindle and I read and, and whatnot. Uh, I, although I miss reading, you know, like you start the year and you're like, I'm going to read 70 books a day. And now I'm like, Ugh, I haven't seen my Kindle in a week. Like, where is it? Is it charged? Is, is it even around? Did I leave it in Kansas City? I don't know. But I've kind of vowed instead of doing my Kindle time to go through DMs every time or go through YouTube comments because that will make it – it just makes me happier. And I I appreciate that connection with you all so much. And I don't want it to feel like I'm putting anybody to the side just because my schedule is so poopy. And let me clarify something here because I think it's so stinking funny. The only reason – like. I'm going into ultimate stress mode with this test is because I screwed myself over. This is self-inflicted to the max. If I was a responsible person, I would have already been certified a year ago when I bought the examination. You know, like we all we all went through that journey together. I told you all I had a really bad mental health moment. I couldn't prioritize anything other than focusing on that. And that is the honest to God truth. However, I think that if I was more responsible, I would have rationed this out in a much more realistic manner. And I would be, you know, studying this over like a four or five month period, like, you know, a, a traditional course would be taught. But I decided to do most of it in about six weeks. And that's about 23 chapters. So I'm doing about a chapter a day or two, which doesn't, when you think about the math, that doesn't make sense. But like, you know, things have happened in between. Like I was away on vacation. I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, there's got to be other things. No, there there has been. Oh, like even when my sister was here visiting, you know, like there's certain things pop up on the weekends where like you're not able to sit down and study. So I'm doing either half a chapter or a full chapter in one day. And it's just a lot of information. But in any other circumstance, it would be like, this is no big deal. Like, why is she complaining about this studying time? The only reason is because I'm like doing this accelerated version, I guess, if you want to put it that way. If you are somebody who is like a law student, you're in grad school, you're in medical school or something, please know you have all of my respect. And what I am doing is just a little morsel of what you have been doing for however many years you are in school or months or days or weeks. Um, and I don't want it to seem like I'm being like this melodramatic person, but I have a podcast and I have a YouTube platform. And what do you do with those things? You share things about your life. And so sometimes, you know, you overshare about um, my schedule and how many things I'm squeezing into it. So I I just don't want it to seem like I'm being so complainy about how much I'm studying. But it really is just taking up my day and my night. And if I'm not studying, then I'm working out. Or I'm, you know, taking Reese on a walk or something. Or I'm eating. And that is the honest to God truth. But I just cannot wait to be in this space again where once I'm uh, certified, we're going to put it into the positive accepted terms as if I'm passing the test. When I pass my test, I can't wait to just be like more of a creative again. And I feel like that's kind of a cheesy term, but really like... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One of the best things about having youtube as a a means of expressing myself is that like it allows me to just like have these moments of being creative and expressing it with you all and connecting with you all and when i was getting kind of sad like right before i was starting this podcast because i was ready to just come on here and be like hey y'all feel bad for me because i'm busy studying and i've been aloof from instagram i i was thinking back like first of all Shut up, Taylor. You're annoying. (laughs) But also, I was thinking back to why I started this podcast in the first place. And the reason I had wanted to for so long was because podcast for me became my form of like medication, I guess you could say, or it's like my little mini form of therapy. When I felt like I was just in my lowest of lows or I, I moved to this big new city and I was so scared and overwhelmed, I felt like I didn't have many friends or... I just, I wasn't my best self. I turned to podcasts so that whenever I was alone and I was sad, I would have like these people around me that would act as like my pseudo friends or it would just even just be pseudo company as if I was in a room full of people when really it was just me listening to two people banter back and forth or or however many. So I just felt this immense connection to podcasts as a medium and I wanted to create that with you all. And it's funny that I do this by myself because that would have never, ever, ever been a a dream of mine because I think there was such a beautiful fluidity between two co-hosts and when they just have that like perfect rhythm and dance with one another, it is so addicting to listen to. But um, I don't know, I feel like I... I started my my YouTube channel by myself. I've always been kind of intimidated by collaborations. It's not something I'm scared of or anything, but I guess when the time comes, the time could come. But for now, like just the fact that we have this other extension where we can just talk with one another and now I could be in the position where I offer that kind of familiarity and pseudo friendship and company for you all could quite literally bring me to tears quite literally, because podcasters like became my friends and it was something that I knew I could count on and I could rely on. And that's why it like it broke my heart even thinking last week that I basically and wholeheartedly, I forgot to record an episode and I was on a vacation. I was on a trip and I was like, well, gosh, dang it. What what in the heck am I supposed to do? Like I I didn't do anything. And that broke my heart because what if somebody is listening and they rely on this for their company every single week? And I'm giving myself like too many toots of my own horn here because I don't, I don't think it's that drastic. I actually, I know it's not that drastic, but that's how it was for me. And I found my podcast that I love and I stuck to them and they're my ride or dies. And it's kind of like those those people in your life that you will fight to the death for. And that's how I feel about certain podcasts that I just fell in love with. And I wanted to emulate that all for you with Don't Get It Twisted. So anytime you're feeling down in the dumps, you can turn on an episode and you know that we're just going to have like a 40-minute conversation where we're just going to enjoy ourselves 
and we can talk about whatever the heck we want. We're going to talk about how great 2017 was, or maybe you had a really 2017, <laughs> or maybe you had a really shitty 2017. Sometimes I talk so fast, my mouth hasn't processed it yet. Like the brain has already collaborated what's going to happen, but uh, it didn't finish processing to my mouth and I stumble over my words. You all know that by now. But yeah, maybe you had a really bad 2017 and you want to call into the podcast and we can talk with one another. I would love to do that. If you know how to do that, let me know. If you if you want to come talk and you just want to chat about literally whatever, I feel like that would be a wonderful way to just actually connect beyond just Taylor sitting here with a microphone because that's great. But the more the merrier. Two is, what is the, the phrase? Well, one is the loneliest number that you'll never know. Two, two can be as bad as one. What I really was getting at was um, two is a crowd, but three is a company. But that doesn't make any sense. Something along those lines is what I'm getting at. Bottom line, I love you all. And I'm so appreciative that you come back and listen to this podcast every week. And if you are new, God bless you. Thank you for even wanting to listen. And if you are a tried and true twisty, then you you have my whole entire heart and I'm I'm so beyond grateful for you. My wellness tip of the week for you right now is to stop whatever the heck you're doing. If you've zoned out, hi, wake up. Somebody did that to me on a podcast once and I thought it was genius. I've always wanted to do it. So hello, zone back in for a quick sec. We're gonna do a quick little exercise where I want you to stop doing what you are doing and think about the one thing, not the one, one of many things that you love about yourself. But just right now, center in on one. Think about the one thing that you love about yourself and why it makes you shine, why it makes you sparkle, why it gives you your sparkle, and what it is that you want other people to notice about you with that sparkle. Or maybe you don't even need the external validation because maybe that was a superficial thing to say. What is it that you love about that and why do you love it and why does it make you feel good? Just give yourself a little happiness pep talk and hype yourself up for like four seconds or 20 seconds or for the rest of time because you deserve it. And I think a lot of times we don't give ourselves enough credit and we're always, always, always our own biggest critic and we're so in our heads and we don't give ourselves enough love and kindness and we need to do that more often. I love you all. Thank you for listening to this um, tangent. It's not even an episode. It's just called a tangent. What if I just named this episode Tangent? Don't listen. (laughs) Oh gosh, I love you all so much. I forgot to mention that this is a no video podcast because I'm I'm currently sitting in my pajamas and I just showered and I just felt like I looked a little meh. So I hope that you enjoyed the sweet raspiness of my voice. I've heard it's raspy. Let me know if you agree. All my life, you know, it's just been my voice. Don't know if it's raspy or it's just me. I love you. I will talk to you next week. You've got this. You're going to have an amazing week. Put yourself out there. Do something kind for yourself. I'll talk to you next week. Love you so much. Bye.